Hey, Phil. Hey, Senda. You want to do a grab bag? Uh, sure. Round up some topics and let's make it happen. And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm your chatty host, Phil. And I'm your other very chatty host, Senda. <laughs> Apparently wow. tonight. You guys what will know doing? when you get to the outtakes. <laughs> what are we doing tonight? Tonight is a grab bag episode. So Man, the- we must have been lazy as hell. <laughs> no, I'll be honest. Real quick, I just couldn't find a whole topic to, like that jumped out at me and I found like three grab bag ones and I was like, Oh, none of these are like a whole episode. So let's see how many of them we can do in a, in the allotted time. All right. right. Take it. We're going to see. Yeah. We're going to see how many we can do. So for those not familiar, we're going to deviate from our normal one shot versus campaigns and answer some quote, smaller unquote topics from our listeners. Some of which are actually about one shots versus campaigns. So, Hey, best of both worlds, right? Multiple topics and Uh, one shots campaigns. Our topics tonight include questions about character creation, about picking games, and cyberpunk. (laughs) Which I know you're excited about. Ooh, so much so. All right, so let's get into the topic, starting with character creation. The Creation Cast, how ironic, Mm. on Twitter asks, character creation advice for one-shots and campaigns player advice so i had to kind of chop this up this was like kind of this crazy tweet and i just kind of pulled this out of the middle of the tweet from what ryan was tweeting right i assume it was ryan yeah um so essentially i think what we're talking about is a player advice for character creation when we're doing one shots or when we're doing campaigns right what do you got Right. So if we talk about one shots, when it comes to character creation between one shots and campaigns, of course, we have to consider time as always. Firstly, it's a one shot, so it's temporary. So more importantly, uh, or most importantly, you have to consider how long this character is actually going to be around. In a one shot, you are playing a single moment in this character's life along with a table full of people who are doing the exact same thing, right? So your character should be simple, like... It needs to be a straightforward concept that you can just grasp onto quickly. They have to have a role that they can play within that group so that they have something to do niche-wise that they're there for. And it's kind of the time to skip nuances and deep backstories and complex power combinations and stuff, you know? So, like, in a one-shot, if the one-shot is the picnic, then you're the potato salad. Right? Like... And there's nothing wrong with potato salad. No, it's, it's just delicious. That, right. It's just, it's not very complex. Like, right. But it's a thing that you have and you eat at a picnic or like with barbecue or something like that. And it's not like, it's not like, I mean, I guess you can get, you can get crazy with it, but it usually ruins it. Right. Like there's like. That's, you got it. <laughs> that was my whole point. Yeah. Right? Like that's it. when you put like blue cheese and weird shit in there. Like, yeah. Then you just not like, good anymore exactly it's weird like, like yeah mustard it up and just go yeah and so when we say simple 
Like you should be able to describe your character like with one sentence, right? Like I am, you know, I'm the tank. I am the, you know, I'm the, you know, biker tank or whatever. Like should be you, really simple. You should be able to cipher your character. Uh-huh. Right. Good point. Yes. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. All right, cool. So flipping it over to campaigns, the campaign advice. So in your in a campaign, now this character is going to come back session after session. So this camp this character needs to be interesting on two fronts. The character needs to be interesting for the overall story, like the presence of this character uh, session after session should be interesting. Like people should be interested in what this character is doing. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the character needs to be interesting to you, the player, because if you're not interested in playing this character session after session, yeah. you're kind of lose your focus or, you know, want to ditch this character or whatever. So um, it needs to be both things at the same time. Now, this is where we can have some complexity, right? So you can have a role to play in the group, but you can have more than just that role. So you could have a primary role and then maybe you have like a support role that you like sometimes do. So maybe, you know, in leverage terms, um, you're the hitter, but occasionally you can also hack if you need to kind of thing. Um, you might have a side job or a hobby, like something that can be now used as material to explore in the game. Like, you know, we can now have scenes set around your side job or, you know, or through like, you know, things that you do for your hobby. Uh, and you can have a full personal life. Like your character can have siblings and lovers and ex-lovers and all that kind of stuff. And that becomes material that we can pull into the game that makes your character more interesting. And if you're the kind of person who loves like cool backstories and, you know, twists and hidden things or whatever, like this is where you build all this in, right? Like, and you don't have to do it on day one, but because you're playing session after session, now you can have these kind of cool reveals or, you know, all of a sudden make a connection where some NPC that's doing something is, you know, suddenly like, oh, that should be my uncle, like, and pull them right in. Like, this is where you do that. Like, you don't, you, you don't do it as much in a one shot, but when you're playing week after week, like you have the potential to really kind of grow this character. And my last bit of advice for this is that, and this is something that I did not do when I was younger that I very much do now, is that I start a campaign by building my character like it's a one shot. Mm-hmm. And then I let that character grow in depth yeah. as the as we go on and on. Like I let it all happen at the table and less of it happening like on a piece of paper. I will write enough backstory for myself so that I um, can play the character, but then I want the rest of it to happen while we're playing. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's my favorite too, actually. Yeah. And and in a one shot, like I got like no backstory. Right. (laughs) Like, I mean, in a one shot, if characters need to have a backstory, the GM should have already made pre-gens and wrote the backstory on the thing. And then you should not make a very big backstory because players are only going to read so many paragraphs before they can't retain anything. Right. Or the backstory is like, you know, just enough to kind of inform how you act. Like on the Hydra Hacker sheets, you have a place for motivation, right? And so you just need to have some like, you know, three words to a sentence that's, you know, why do you hack water, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I basically just ask characters, like, look, your motivation, like, this job is deadly, like, 
the water authority the water authority kills people who do this so why are you doing it like yeah and, and usually by the time somebody can answer that question that's pretty much enough of a backstory oh, yeah. for that's a one plenty shot. for a one shot yeah 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 cool all right so uh for our next question schmitty who is a friend of the show asked us on twitter how do you pick a game to play and what do you do when one or a few aren't into it well let Definition Panda reach into his BDSM gear bag and let's pull out two kink terms that are going to help. <laughs> so the first one is negotiation, right? So in kink terms, like when we are talking about like doing stuff with someone or talking about our kinks, like negotiation means we're going to have a discussion and it's going to be about we're both equals in the discussion Nobody has any kind of power dynamics over anyone, anything like that. Like, we're equals and we're just talking about our interests, things we want, like, don't like, etc. So, as gamers, right, like, this is exactly the same thing. Like, when we're talking about picking a game, everybody gets an equal voice in determining what to play. Like, the GM doesn't get, like, an extra vote because they're running the game. Like, there's no power dynamic in this, right? It's... Uh, we all have an equal voice. Yeah, so there's basically, I mean, there's lots of different ways to go about picking a new game. Um, but most of them really come down to the basic, like, someone is going to suggest one or more games. As a group, you are going to discuss said games and bring up anything you need to bring up. And then as a group, you will decide on a game. I know that sounds kind of ridiculous I when know. I wrote it down, right. but I was like, but literally that's it. every version every version is really just that, right? They're, they're all just takes on that structure right yes. there. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'll talk about a few of my yeah, favorites yeah, if you want to talk about a few of yours. Yeah. Um, so two of my favorites. The first one is uh, everybody shows up to game night with a list of three to five games that they would play and we just put all of them out like the last time we did this we put them all up on my dry erase board like we just everybody went up and wrote theirs on there and then we looked for which ones showed up across multiple lists right uh and in fact the last time i did that with a group all of us had dungeon world on our list and chris went back to running his dungeon world campaign nice. like we all looked like, at it and we were like welp so i guess we're playing dungeon, dungeon world, world. <laughs> yep <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the other one I like is um, that, so this one, I, I just said before, the GM doesn't get an extra vote, but sometimes, and I do think it's important that it's it's really hard for GM to run a game that they don't like. Yeah. So sometimes you can just have the GM bring a list of games that are like, okay, here are the games I would like to run next. Right. Um, I mean, the other part about that is you, you're also generally relying on the GM to have purchased all of these games. Like, they have uh -huh. to have made the investment and stuff, and they have to invest the time to read and learn them. So being able to say, hey, these are the games that I'm willing to run because they don't require an additional investment from me in either time or money is very fair, right, as a GM? Yeah, absol absolutely. Plus, I think, you know, like, I mean, I have, like, a backlog of... I have a backlog of games that I oh, want to run. Oh man! So, yeah. Oh man! I mean, I mean, for instance, like my group, like we knew we were going to play Scum and Villainy for I don't know six months. Like, yeah. I think as soon as Evil Hat announced it, I was like, "Oh, this is the game I'm going to play when I'm done running Tales." Yep. 
Like That's why you went and watched Cowboy Bebop. I did, right? So I would yeah. be prepared for running. But aren't right. you glad that you did? I did. Now, listen, I had to, I had a couple things that showed up in that six months that are now on my list. Sigmata. That Sigmata is one of them. Scup, yep. the sword, the crown, the unspeakable power, and Tachyon Squadron. Mm-hmm. Like, those have all shown up, and I'm like, oh, I, I would run any one of those too, but we're like sticking. Like, we Wait, talked ev- about it ev- as a group. Everybody's talked, on board. You just, dis- did discussed. you negotiate it? You discussed we did. it? Yes. We did. Good we did. We discussed it in light of other games coming out, and everybody was like, nope, still want to play Scum and Villainy. And I was like, well, that's great. I do, too. Okay. Okay. Do you have any other Do you have any other um, methods? Like, I mean, I've seen some crazy shit before. Right. I, I think my method actually is a slightly less structured version of yours, because my current group, we're like pretty much all GMs. So there's two parts to this. There's It's basically like a melding of the two a little bit, because we first decide who is going to run the next game. And then like that, or or really we say, we kind of come to the table and we're like, hey, I could run X, Y, and Z. And then we're all like, we just discuss and we're like, oh yeah, okay. We want to play, you know, the rest of Quincy's game and see what happens to our Tales from the Loop kids now that they're all grown up in their 20s or whatever, right? Like that's what we want to do next. So now Quincy's going to run the next game. So mm-hmm. like there's a secondary part where we're not just picking the game, we're also picking the GM. So like as people we're kind of pitching we kind of pitch games that we would run, right? And then we all just yep. see what we're interested in. Right. And then you basically are pitching you're pitching yourself and a game. Yes. We're cuz we're pitching yep. both. Because at least I mean of the of the six of us at least five of us are all GMs, and we've all run things now for this table. <laughs> so my one game, my one game group that uh, Chris runs, Chris has swapped out GMing with Glenn for different games. Um, but my other group is um, my Sunday night group, and while Glenn is in my game and could run, and I mean he's a great game master, like I always have to be running one game. Yeah, no, you totally do. It's like, fair. it's kind of the way that generates ideas for me for articles and podcast stuff and things like that. So I don't actually relinquish my other Sunday group. Like, my Sunday group is I will GM, and I'm happy to. I love GMing. So I will GM, and then it's what, you know, based on that, what we'll play. And that group is pretty much well aligned in terms of what they want to play. So it's like, it's really no hardship to be like, okay. How about this game? Like, everybody's like, yep, totally want to play that. So anyway, well, so carrying on. Carrying on. So that's negotiation, right? Like, discuss, discuss, decide as equals. Yeah. That's it. Okay. The next part, though, I think is even more crucial than negotiation. Yeah. And again, pulling this one out of the kink bag, um, it's the concept of enthusiastic consent, right? And enthusiastic consent is more than just consent. So, It'll sound simplistic, but break it down. What do we got here? Right. So enthusiastic, meaning excited, visibly or vocally, etc. Like super into it Mm -hmm. to use the into it part from the question. Sure. And then consent is agreeing, right? Yeah. And that's not to be mistaken for what we'll just call consent. consent, Mm -hmm. Because... Sometimes people give consent unenthusiastically when social pressure makes them feel like they need to agree. So, like, for instance, like, 
you're the last person to vote on a game and everybody else has voted yes for the game. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, uh, like if I vote no, like we're going to wind up still playing this anyway. I'll just say yes. Like it's fine. Yeah. Right. That's so you, so when it comes around to you, you're like, hmm. Sure. Sure. Where, I mean, okay. we can even do a little example of this, yeah, yeah. right? Let, let, let's do a little example and then we'll break it apart, right? Oh, okay. So so let's do that exact same thing, right? Send a, it's your gaming group uh-huh. and um, you're last to vote. Somebody brought up Shadowrun and your whole group is into it because Camden's going to run the best Shadowrun <laughs> game ever. Um, <laughs> and everybody else is into it. Uh, and um, and when has just said yes, I totally want to play, and it's now your turn to answer. Okay, so what would it sound like if you were just like you didn't really want to play, but you're just going to kind of go along with the group? Yeah, right. So so send a okay. Everybody else has voted for Shadowrun. It's your turn. What do you think? Uh, um, sure. I'll sure I I could play Shadowrun. It's fine. Okay, so right there now. Good. Perfect. All right. So same thing. Same thing again, right? I'm going to come back around. All right. Thanks, Wen. Senda, you're the last You're the last uh, vote. What What are your thoughts about playing Shadowrun? Oh, I'm super duper excited about playing Shadowrun. I have been dying to try this game for the longest time. So many D6s. Cannot wait. Can I be the rigger, please? Can I be the rigger, please? Mm-hmm. Please? Please. Right there. Okay. <laughs> that is enthusiastic consent, right? So like we can hear the difference, right? So what happens is that people take consent as the okay to go, yeah. right? But what we really know about consent, right? The real thing about consent is that we know that there are a lot of reasons why people will say yes, even when they don't really mean yes, right? And so social pressure is definitely, I mean, a game group, social pressure is definitely one of those things. Absolutely. And so there's a real difference between consenting to the game, right? So saying you want to play and being enthusiastic about playing the game. Yeah, if you get unenthusiastic consent, basically you you shouldn't really push forward because you're just going to make a mess, you know? So rather than just forging on ahead when you're not sure if someone's really into it, Go back to the discussion phase. Have the discussion again, either as a group or with the individual about what's going on and kind of get to the bottom of it because maybe it's just like, I don't want to play Shadowrun because it's way too crunchy and I don't want to read that like giant rules book of ruly death, of crunchy rulesy death. Right. And, and and here's and here's the thing. Like sometimes people feel like they don't have a vote, right? Like if five, if four, if five people at the table have already said they want to do it and you're the dissenter yeah and you're like well like it doesn't matter they want to do it right right and and these are my friends and i want to game with them right right but but the thing is like here's the thing there's a bajillion games in the world like if if you don't agree on this one it's perfectly fine and i'm saying this to the player who doesn't want to play as well as to the group who does like pick another game. Right. Like there are so many other games. It'll be okay. Like there are ways to play games that you really want to when a group doesn't want to. Like go play online, go find another group, run a side game, whatever. But for your main game, all of your players should be enthusiastic about playing. And I'll just tell you from years of experience, if someone and it only takes one person, yep, is not enthusiastic when the game starts, 
and doesn't catch on once it starts, they just become a drag in the game and they suck the energy out of the game. Um, and either the game will just end prematurely or the player's just going to leave anyway. Right. So my best advice when it comes to picking out games is that there, so to go back to answer Schmidty's question, when a few aren't into it, don't play that game or at least find something. Yeah. Find something that they're into. And if you find yourself and this happened to me years ago, if you find yourself with a group that isn't into what you want to play, then and this is and this is easier said than done, you need to go find another group. Yeah. You're in the wrong group. If you're the um and it happened to me, like I was GMing and shifted from playing mostly traditional games to non-traditional games and you still had a traditional group. I did and I could not they wouldn't make the switch. And eventually that group broke up and Bob and I left that group and formed another group to play more story oriented games. That's how, so that's how Andy and I like ran away together to join the circus, basically, right? Like we were playing this D&D game together and then we smooshed it over to fate and then we were like, we're never going back. Or at least I was like, I'm never going back. And she was like, I like all of these other games and this is great, but I still want to play D&D sometimes too. And I was like, fine. (laughs) <laughs> well and then she found the wednesday evening yeah, um podcast all stars yeah and they and they'll play they'll Which play is, D&D. yeah they play lots of D. yeah i definitely have had this challenge i very much had a player who was uh who would unenthusiastically consent when they didn't like a game and they absolutely would suck the life out of the game like it is just not a thing that's worth doing like and again if a person isn't a good fit for a group, and this is probably a topic for a whole other show. Yeah, Bob, put a pin in this. If a person isn't a good fit for a group, then sometimes a person has to go. And that is basically like if they don't like anything you've picked, like if you put all your games down and they're like, I don't like any of those, like I just want to play Pathfinder. Right. Like they may not be a good fit for your group. But what we're really talking about is like when. You bring up a game and like not everybody's totally into it. You got to go find another game. Like if I bring up to my Sunday group with Chris, like, oh, I want to play cartel. Right. Like Chris doesn't really want to play cartel. Mm -mm. Even if he says yes, he really doesn't. Like it's not going to be an enthusiastic consent. Like it's not his it's not his being that evil is not his jam. No. And so. I just, like, I will go play that with another group, right? Like, I won't play Undying with Chris. Like, I just know, like, that's, Chris likes playing heroic characters, and Undying is, there's nothing heroic in that game. Like, I have another, I'm I'm cultivating another group of people who want to go play that for a couple one-shots and just be, like, awful, you know, awful blood blood suckers. So, anyway, negotiation, enthusiastic consent. I can't say enough about enthusiastic consent. I think that so many times in gaming groups, we've all been taught like everybody should agree. So we've we've all got the idea of consent, but we rarely pick up on enthusiastic consent. So we're like, well, he he, he, he said, said he wanted yes. to play this game. Like, why isn't he enjoying himself? Yeah. Well, because he didn't really consent enthusiastically, right? So he grudgingly consented and that is not the same. Yeah. And and should that person just say no? They absolutely should. But social pressure is social pressure. And it's just like it happens. And so be the person who's like, you know what? 
I want like yes for Shadow like I know everybody wants to play Shadowrun. Senda really seems to not like this idea. Um we should we should go back to the board and talk about some other games. And do that. And when we talk about going back to the board for more games, uh, it must be time for us to uh, end the show. And so that is what we will do. And before we end the show, we should talk about one more show on the Misdirected Mark Network. Absolutely, we should. On Zhang Hu Hustle, you can train alongside fellow students Eric Zhang Hu Farmer and Eli Hustle Kurtz. Eric and Eli make their kung fu stronger by watching wuxia films, then discussing how to apply their observations to game design. Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internet? You can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pandas talk games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark Google Plus community, or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Please, please, please send us your topics. We love doing shows about the things that you uh, are interested in. And to be honest, we're pretty busy people. We don't actually have a lot of time to come up with show ideas. So uh, we really kind of rely on you guys to come up with the show ideas and then we make the shows happen. So please keep that up. This ecosystem, this circle of life. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's the circle (laughs) of life. Please send us your topics. We love to do them. Um, (laughs) Say senda. Um, but since this ending's never going to end, uh, what else can what else can people do with our social media? Well, you can send us your table selfies. So the next time you have a game, hold it up to the sun, sing the Circle of Life song, take a selfie of you and your table as you do that, and hashtag a table selfie. We really want to see that because it would be very funny. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, you can check out our Patreon campaign. You can go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get all sorts of goodies. Things like access to the Slack Room for Life, the uh, the abundant bonus outtakes from this episode. <laughs> abundant. The, the Misdirected Mark after show, as well as various things that when we design them, we sometimes just release stuff to our friends and our patrons who... Um, support what we do uh we also like to do patron shout outs uh sometimes we screw up the names pretty bad but i've picked a list that i think is pretty bulletproof (laughs) yeah it looks pretty good to me it looks pretty safe yeah (laughs) do you want to do them uh yeah sure uh okay jared rasher the scribe of mmp very good and also the reviewing gnome thanks jared drew smith thank you drew and Secret weapon of the Mystery Mark podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Secret weapon. Is that like a Bond, James Bond, Smith, Drew Smith? Kind of. And Robert Day. Thanks, Rob. And uh, yeah, he's a cool dude. He's Boo Day on Twitter. Boo Day. Boo Day. Love that name. Mm-hmm. All right. Besides all of that stuff, Senda, there's something else that you can do that makes a panda fall out of its chair, which we obviously know is hilarious. Um, <laughs> Unless it's you, and, you're not uh, allowed to fall anymore. Yeah, I, I'm actually not allowed to fall out of my yeah, chair. Yep, That's, yep. It's yep. illegal. Get hurt, yep. Anyway, uh, makes us giddy, makes us happy, makes you tweet oh so loudly. Um, <laughs> what's that thing that you do on the thing that used to be called iTunes? Right, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice if it has a review thing. A couple of people did let me know that they tried to leave us reviews, which is very sweet of them, but the where they were listening didn't have a review thing. So I mm. forgive you. 
it's okay. We still appreciate it. But if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it really actually does help new people find the show because every review we get actually pushes us up the ranks a little bit and it gives us, you know, artistic validation as pandas. So just imagine a couple of pandas sitting around with microphones and like paintbrushes smooshing paint onto canvases and... What the what? (laughs) You know, something like that. Artistic validation. Good. And thank you so much to everyone who already did. (laughs) And thank you everybody for making it through this episode. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Say, Phil, show me how you get enthusiastic consent. I ask very, very nicely. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. I wonder what the raccoons do. Like they, I bet they don't do clicky. Oh, like, you don't think they clicky? No, I, I maybe, maybe they like just do, they could they do cling. Clang. Maybe they do like little paw Ka-thunk, claps or something, like little little raccoon paw claps. Like garbage can noises. They bang garbage can lids like three, yeah. two, two, one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, they probably do that. Bloop. Them, we- they're, them raccoons are funny. <laughs> Gotta get they're pests. You have to like lock them out of the feed. Right? No, no, I like them. I like them. Wait, they're good. I... Okay, well then you have to at least make sure they have all their shots. What? They carry like rabies and stuff. Have you seen what Rob and Eric have both done to bananas? I'm just saying. Yikes! That's that's dangerous. Yeah, one of them can't banana at all. Like, no, did just, you like, see broke the top? Yeah, on 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 Twitter today, like there's just there's no bananaing, and I'm, I think that that's pretty much what happened to Rob too. I'm just gonna assume that that's what happened to Rob. Which is funny because you don't like bananas to begin. with. I don't. Like I, you really, <laughs> the only thing you don't like more than bananas is zucchini. zucchini. Yeah. <laughs> True facts. Which means that when Benagnarok strikes, I will be safe. The rest of you, um, their crimes against bananity are not safe. (laughs) How's that straw treating you? Uh, It's good. It's still metal. Um, (laughs) Still metal. I haven't ordered a silicone one yet. Yeah, you just drink all that you need to drink while we're still here in the outtakes. Just saying. Mm. Hey, there was something funny we were going to talk about. No, there wasn't. The, the no, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's something funny up. in the ep. Well, I there's know, something funny in the episode that's going to come something up. Something funny in the. There's a couple of funny things in the episode. I know that are going to come up. One of them you have no oh, idea we were what's going to happen. We but. were talking about Disney shipping, right? Because right. we were talking about the the Disney princess picture. Oh wait, no, no. Uh, let's see. Raccoons talking games. Blake Ryan Batman played War One Millionaire. Um, yep. Was there something else we thank had you, to call thank out? Thank you, thank you, Blake. Thank you, Blake Ryan Batman, I feel by like the way. There was something else we had to call out. Bloop. I mean, uh, the rage, of course, in that picture is Mulan. Like, well, that yeah, is the. Because, Twitter. Hello, queer, Mulan. Queer, yeah, queer Twitter is having a field day yeah. um, over Mulan's outfit. And then on top of it is that she's like, she's got this look. Like, 
she's kind of staring down Cinderella like like <laughs> something's going to happen. I mean, I mean I'm all for it. Ship it. That's where you things like that happen. Like you play truth or dare and then you it, dare things. Is that true? Is that it? I mean, I've always Have thought you that. Never done <laughs> sleepover? No, I'm a I'm a boy. Like boy, boy sleepovers, sleepovers don't... aren't like that. <laughs> no. I mean, I wish, but no. Hmm. Bloop. Well, that's a thing. Okay. That just happened. Anytime Oof. now we can start the show. That's ten minutes of Uh yeah, that's it. Ready? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. You haven't done the thing yet. Oh, hang on. Oh, you're going to rattle your straw a little bit more? <laughs> Shake, rattle, roll, bloop. You know, I'm going to get that silicone straw, and then we're all going to be sad because there, be there won't be any more rattling. There won't be any more rattling, but then we'll just keep talking about your silicone straw because it'll be funny. Bloop. I don't know what's happening tonight. We should just start the show. <laughs> really? That's not usually your line. I know. I'm sorry. It's more like, honestly, that's a bit more Phil than Sandra on that one. Like, <laughs> Well, sometimes I have to break the mold. All right. I'm okay. Like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm good to go. Like, that's just, you know, need a straw. Okay. Bloop. Anyway, would you like to? Meow. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Meow. For, for God's for sake, God's sake meow. meow. <laughs> what the hell else is going to happen here? My God, make it stop. Make it stop before I out myself anymore. Oh, you were pretty outed already. Yeah, it's true. Bloop. Is that like rounding up cats? Like, you know that video yes, about it, the cowboys? Like, there's a little ad and they oh round up. Oh, my God, the music bump, bump. <laughs> 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 Bum, bum. By the way, I'm a project manager. I couldn't be more familiar with the idea of herding cats in that commercial. That's like basically our that's like our motto. Like that's our secret handshake. Bloop. Trying to do anything at all beyond just very normal in terms of um HTML for ebooks. Because retailers, I know. I'm sorry. Because why are we still having this I don't know why we're still having this cover. Anyway. Do the thing. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> trying to do the thing. Bloop. <laughs> What's going on, Giggles? <laughs> Sorry. What was that? Ooh. Ooh. Have you never heard that? Have we, in 120 episodes, have we not done the ooh yet? There's nothing that I can say on mics in response to Well, that. there we go. All righty, moving along. Bloop. Next, we're going to go to my iced tea real quick. <laughs> clunka, 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 clunka. Bloop. I mean, I, I could try to find a louder straw. <laughs> I don't know if you can find a louder one. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Don't take that as a challenge, please. No, it's fine. I like it loud, but that's all right. The straw. I like the straw that's loud. It's good. <laughs> Bloop. I thought you didn't like it. It banged into your teeth. Anyway. Uh, it hasn't yet. I think when the first time it does it, that'll be gone. And then, then I'll be like, I'll be Amazon priming a silicone straw. Like up to this point, I've been really good about making sure that doesn't happen. Like I don't walk around drinking it. Right. 
Okay. That's a recipe for disaster. Okay, go ahead. Next up. Oh, I was trying, but you had to stop and tell me about how you like it loud. Sorry. (laughs) On Zhang Hu Hustle, you can train alongside fellow students Eric Farmer and Eli Kurtz in Zhang Hu Hustle. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like you said Zhang Hu Hustle too many times in that sentence. I really did. (laughs) On Zhang Hu Hustle... With Eric, with Eric Zhang Hu and, and Eli, Eli Hustle, Hustle, yeah, you can train in the Zhang Hu mm-hmm. Hustle with the students just, of the Eli Hustle. I'm gonna fix Hustle. that for you. Hang on. No, 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 no. Are you putting okay, that Eric, in so Mike finds Eric, it later when he goes through Eric our notes? Zhang Hu is that what's uh, happening? Are you leaving funny bits for him again? I haven't left him funny no, this bits is, in a while. No, these are their new nicknames: <laughs> so, Eric Zhang Hu Farmer and Eli, Eli Hustle, Hustle Kurtz. Yeah, there you go. On Zhang Hu Hustle, you can train alongside fellow students Eric Zhang Hu Farmer and Eli Hustle Kurtz. <laughs> That's totally where the name came from, by the way. It was their middle names, right? And then it's just their nicknames, them. yeah. It's like Panda, how he took the P from Phil yes, and the Exactly. And <laughs> yep. Yes. We have we have cracked their code. I'm going to have to do this all over again. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You look very proud of yourself. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> you can find us in the Google Plus misdirect Mark shit. I did it again. Misdirected Mark word scramble. <laughs> Sometimes you just flip misdirected Mark and Google Plus. You can find us in the misdirected Mark Google Plus what what is it called? It's a community. community it's called it's like community. The fuck is it? It's a group. It's not a channel. I don't know where channel is coming from. <laughs> wow, we haven't had a full on snort laugh in a while. We're almost up. We're almost up to the. We're almost up to the inhaler laugh. Fortunately, the air conditioning is helping with that significantly. Well, all right, let's try again. Senda, where do people find us on the internet? <laughs> Shit, I don't know if that helps. Bloop. Yes. Da-da. I feel like I feel like I feel like Schmitty came up to the rock and like held his topic up to the sun. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, oh. oh no. Oh, no. Life. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, all right, good. All right, good stuff. Good. Send us your topics. Show me what you got. 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 50 minutes. Not bad. 50 minutes. At least at least 30 of them is an actual show. Yeah, some of them is an actual <laughs> show. We really should have gotten all the topics in there, but whatevs. We'll save that for later, right? Yeah, I'll just scoop that one out for uh, next week. Scoop it out. Yep, that's good. I like that. Jamming in a new um, one. Are you ready to go? We should really stop recording this show. I'm just sitting here running my hand through my hair, making random statements about the name Phil. <laughs> I mean, we could just stop the mics and you could just keep doing it. I mean, that. I could just keep doing that, but do you really want to listen to me just continue to make really random comments about it? I don't know. It's kind of like... I do, but we should probably let everyone else go. Right. Say goodnight. All right, all right. Okay, goodbye. What about the hashtag Andy Apocalypse? That was awesome. <laughs> Stop. <laughs>